Welcome to Keeping Curious, the podcast that explores creative living through conversations with artists, designers and anyone in between. So whether you're just starting out, feeling stuck or a little lonely in the studio, I'm here to keep you company and keep you curious. Today I'm joined by Kerry Lyons, graphic designer extraordinaire. I got set up with Kerry through Facebook because Sally, who I interviewed last, said that I'd like to check her out because of the planner that she's doing on Kickstarter. And it is everything that I want from a planner. And it's the planner that I had in my mind that one day I'd need to create. So I'm very grateful that Kerry has put all the hard work in. (laughs) Got there first. And got there first. (laughs) And kind of just want to hear the story behind uh, how this came about and kind of how you set up as a graphic designer. So welcome, Kerry. Thank you very much. Um, Wow, okay, so where do I start? Um, Shall I start with going into graphic design or? Yeah, let's start at the beginning. (laughs) So, to be honest, as like a 14-year-old, when you're kind of picking GCSEs and whatnot, I was already hell-bent on kind of being a graphic designer. I kind of knew okay. from a really early age, I want to do these GCSE options, I want to do these A-levels, this degree, like, this is what I'm going for. So, basically, that's what I set out to achieve. I was actually like, bam, 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 doing it, going for it. I was kind of one of the only ones that left my course with graphic design job as well because obviously you leave uni and you tend to have to and struggle for a bit yeah, do whatever you can just to kind of get by um so I was really pleased with that but then that had a kind of a I said like a side effect because by the time I was 25 I'd kind of like achieved everything that I wanted to achieve and what that do I do now exactly so where a lot of people kind of struggle at that age to be um I can't get to where I want to be now what do I do mm. I kind of approached from the other side of okay, I did what I thought I wanted to do and I'm not fulfilled in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Now what do I do? So that's when my kind of quarter-life crisis hit and, yeah, basically everything around me then, I guess... Span out of control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely, completely, completely. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of led me into kind of this planet area. That was obviously a while ago now because I'm kind of hitting 37 now. <laughs> so um, it's been a long kind of road, but... Um, yeah, so within that kind of crisis, it went from like the extremes of ending a 12-year relationship, selling my house, quitting my job. Everything. Everything. Yeah, career, everything. Moving to America. Well, not moving to America. Moving, going on a trip to America. Yeah. Um, on my own, when I've never been anywhere but London on a train before for the day. Oh, God. So it was like a full-on, like, I need to just change everything. Yeah. Um, Did you cut your hair? Did I cut my hair? I think I might have done leading up to that, but not as like a yeah, the, the new me, yeah, Mohican or something. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, basically, I did like massive change, and then um, ended up moving to Dublin shortly after that. Yeah, and I've been in kind of Dublin then for like eight eight odd years, and just kind of learnt so much. And I went self-employed after that, and yeah, all these kind of like lessons and self-employed in graphics, self-employed in graphic design. Yeah. Um, but then, ironically, when I got my kind of business set up, because I was then in a new country and not really knowing anyone, you get the kind of like isolated mm. um, issue. So then I went back into kind of agency life in Dublin and then had like a really kind of a lot higher profile career than I did in Birmingham in terms of the clients that I was able to work on and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so... Well, I'm just going to like the whole life story here. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> this going. is your life. <laughs> 
yeah, so yeah, had some really, really cool jobs and one of my main kind of freelance clients now um, is one of my previous employers in Dublin. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, from that, obviously, um, moved back to the UK since then and um, have become a mother in the last year, last year I became a mother, I think in the last two years, you know, she's only one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically that had been a big turning point in terms of what I want to do with my business as a designer yeah and from that it was I wanted to make sure my business was actually more purposeful mm-hmm. it wasn't just about kind of creating and designing and then kind of making money from that it was actually I want to actually now make a difference because any time that I'm working is time away from my yeah. daughter so I was like it has to be worth it for me now like yeah. everything has to be like, it's not just about the money it's yeah. about getting the right work yeah. and being yeah yeah doing something that. that means something basically so, rewinding it a little bit. Sorry, yeah, I just <laughs> straight down there. We whizzed through. <laughs> you did say life uh, stories, though. We did. <laughs> um, what made you so focused so early on? Did you have a family friend or someone you admired? Like, that's quite a specific thing to yeah. be into. Um, perfectionism was a massive thing for me, which mm. is also a kind of root of the planet. But um, perfectionism has always been a part of my kind of DNA and um, kind of having a lot of... Um, respect for my dad and his career because he's an architect ah, so kind okay. of seeing his kind of work ethic like just totally rubbed off on me from mm. as soon as I was at school I was like I wanted to do my homework on the Friday night as soon as I got back so yeah. then I had like my own time afterwards and did you spend um, that time planning? <laughs> yeah, all oh, new, in stage, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah new pencils and rivers and stickers yeah. and whatnot best thing about September yeah exactly exactly um, so yeah I guess that it, it roots in that, in that I guess that kind of need to feel like I was you know, seeking approval and making sure I was doing everything kind of to the book. That was mm. like a big kind of part of my kind of teen years of trying to do everything right, I guess. So because you were so focused on being a graphic designer, how did yeah. you find the experience of being taught graphic design? Um, I think it, I enjoyed it. I kind of feel in retrospect, I may not have had... It's something that... It's, it's almost like... Um, you have to tick the box to get into the industry mm. but you don't really learn it until you're on the job doing it or yeah, teaching yourself how to do it yeah so um i mean i'm as a student i'm fine like i don't mind people i don't think that i know it all at all like i know people can teach me things um but i just think in terms of what i learned it was all very kind of like top level thinking rather than the practical doing of yeah deadlines and kind of like technology and all that kind of stuff. So now you've got your own business within graphic design and you yeah. do freelance work. Are you at a position where you can be more picky about what projects you take on? Have you got a certain like look that you put yourself out as or do you have to do a mix? Yes. Yes, is the answer to that. But that, I think that only comes with kind of age and experience. Um, and because obviously with kind of being a mum now, I wanted to kind of have a three-day working week yeah. where I've got... The, like, the four days is actually not at work. So I'm yeah. kind of being a bit fairer. Feel, well, it's less of a guilt thing as a mum to kind of have less of the week working than you are with them. Um, so with that, you have to be really economical of your time and really restrictive on what you take on because just that over-promising and under-delivering thing is just like my biggest phobia. Yeah, I've got a for little sure. bit of phobia of that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always better to kind of just go, yep, it will be done, and then wow yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's definitely something that I do, yeah. So what would your advice be for someone that is interested in graphic design? Like if you went back 
and talk to your 14 year old self mm-hmm. would you do the same way again would you get them straight into the work world and get apprenticeships and that is an interesting question I think um, I think it possibly is still the case that you probably need to get some kind of foundational kind of studying qualification in it to be able to be kind of taken seriously mm. or if you if you don't feel that that's your vibe I, I would say that you probably could get into work with a really strong portfolio and a really kind of tuned in mindset that would appeal yeah. especially to the smaller more boutique kind of agencies that kind of feel that they're um yeah they're not as bothered by qualifications it's more about the talent that they're trying to get um but in terms of whether they go employed or you know start something themselves that's totally just a personal whether they think that they can be uh what's the word they can be led or not mm if they feel kind of really strongly about that their kind of aesthetic and their what they're trying to do in terms of design is already set, then I would say kind of just going out freelance and trying to see what work you can gain. Yeah. Or maybe even on the side as well, like maybe just even as a as a side gig while you're maybe doing an apprenticeship or doing like a, a junior role somewhere. Mm. Still working on your own freelance stuff as well can really help with that. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot to be said for creating your own brand in a way and your yeah. own taste and honing in from what other people are doing but mm-hmm. kind of working out what it is that, that you like you. about it and you yeah. piece together because I don't really think that originality exists it is mm-hmm. you're just a collage of what you can make out of the same palette yeah yeah so, I that's right yeah I agree with that yeah um so you went straight into work after college I did yes and what kind of projects were you working on was it kind of aiding with an assistant or were you given projects straight away? Or? Um, I was given projects straight away. Um, the agency that I went with was um, a small agency that I just adore. I mean, I still love the guys now. They're not mm-hmm. together in the same form anymore, but they were just like big brothers, like just like deadly little agency, love them. Um, and from that, it was it, I did a week's work experience, I think in like the February or something with them. And so then by the time the July came around, they were like, the job's yours, yeah. come start. So I was kind of like straight in. And it was like an illustration job as well, so it was a bit of oh, yeah, illustration cool. and design, which kind of just ticked all my boxes because I loved drawing as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, how did you go about setting up your own business? Um, was it a difficult decision or did you feel like it was it the right wasn't. time? The first time round when it was kind of around the crisis time was literally just a, I just need to get out of my job, I'm going to do this and see if I can make money doing it. And it wasn't. I wasn't taking it as seriously because... Mm. Um, yeah, it just wasn't my priority at the time. Um, but then second time around, I kind of started my own business again then in 2013. Um, that is the Kerry Lines Co. kind of design studio. And that was a lot more um, kind of considered. It was like, this is what I want to kind of create. This is what I want to do. And it was just, yeah, there was a lot more kind of strategy behind it. So, But I think it can be that as well. Like you can just literally throw yourself in and like totally wing it. Yeah. And then it kind of grows to something in time. Because one of the things that's come out of these conversations that I find really interesting, because obviously I am a planner, <laughs> is the amount of people I talk to who didn't have a plan and they just yeah. kind of like, I'll just try this and see yeah. where it... And like, that goes against every part of my being. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I, I wish I could do Admire, it, yeah. but I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, I think it's part of the arts as well, isn't it? That it's kind of, it's just less... Yeah. It's less of a need to have a strategic plan in the arts because it is such an organic... Yeah. 
industry that you can kind of just take on projects that are like, you know, you're designing textiles or something one week and then you're kind of doing like, I don't know, website designs and it's just kind mm. of, you just kind of go with the flow, I think. Yeah, but it's amazing how many people set up businesses and you're just like, yeah, I didn't really know if it would happen or not. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you jump? <laughs> um, so yeah, you said that you became a mother. I did. And obviously she, she is it? you've reprioritized how much you work and make time for her how do you feel like it's changed your creativity um it's actually um exploded it i think yeah yeah i i I guess i only took like kind of 12 weeks maternity leave which for some women is quite short um but i was quite conscious that i didn't want to kind of lose touch with what i was doing for Mm. one um, two, I couldn't really afford to either. But yeah, it was it was a big part of it that I didn't want to kind of feel like I was away from it too much because I know that happens for a lot of people that they kind of have a long maybe to go back yeah, in. exactly or they feel like out of touch and that kind of stuff. So because it made me so economical with my time, because it's so condensed, like the the amount of time I had for faffing on like Facebook and and whatnot, um, was just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. I mean, it still obviously happens from time to time, but I can just snap myself out of it so much easier. Well, that's good. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> well, literally just knowing I've got to leave because yeah. like, the time I need to go by, you know, yeah. so I need to just get in. Head my down. times and my times and that's it. But, I mean, my work does sometimes kind of go into kind of night times as well, obviously, because um, the nature of the industry is you have to be flexible. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely made me more productive and more creative as, as a side effect, which is handy. Yeah, that's <laughs> really handy. <laughs> it's handy. So... Do you want her to be creative? Is that something you'll encourage? Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, more just kind of um, like this whole like just imperfect thing. Like, don't feel like you need to be in any kind of box or you can kind of flit and change and just grow into whatever you feel like you want to be at that particular time. Yeah. Is my kind of mindset, really. Just an open mind. I think is my main parenting objective. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So, obviously, your other baby is the planner. Yes. How did you start that? How long have you wanted to do it? How long has it taken to do it? Um, I've been obsessed with planners, I don't know, many, many years. But um, I best, I guess because there's so many out there, I've never felt like I could offer anything more. See, I, I was always the opposite because oh, really? I've always obsessed with planners. And I always and looked at them the and they look beautiful. And I'd be frustrated that they're not doing what I need them to do. Like oh, I, never, really I didn't really feel like that anything on the market, until I saw yours, kind of ticks the boxes of what you need from it. Oh, well, that's lovely. <laughs> so I found that I run, and my husband hates it, I have about six different notebooks all at the same time because they, for me they have to kind of compartmentalise right. different parts of my life. Yeah. And that just annoys me. I, yeah. I want the one solution. Right. Um, that does it and there, there isn't many places where you can find that and that's why I kind of always leaned on the Filofax kind of sure. way because it's yeah. a bit more you can take out and put in yeah. but even then it's like Ugh, yeah it's still not, not, quite there. not quite there so it's interesting to say that you felt that can I contribute to that market yeah, because exactly. it is such a big market yeah yeah. so it's basically just a case of um, having a bit of an aha moment um, last summer because obviously with what I do as part of the design studio as well is um, kind of manufacture and ship my own kind of greeting cards and gift wrap and things like that 
and um, the physical kind of manpower behind that is quite it's time consuming for very little pay. Yeah. Because obviously cards like kind of three pounds or whatever. So the process of shipping out one card, yeah, it's it's labour intensive. Um, so it's kind of thinking then of like a, a higher product price point of a product that could be basically um, dispatched by someone else. So yeah. I actually use a fulfillment company to ship. And then I was like, ah, oh, planners. And it just literally kind of like had this like kind of bing moment. And I'd also um, at the similar time did a business course okay. that has kind of like focused my attention on kind of creating this more purposeful business because that's, like I said, the objective that kind of came with my new lifestyle as well. Um, and from that, it was kind of like last August when I kind of started with sketches and kind of contacting um, manufacturers and stuff like that to kind of price it up and see if it was like a feasible yeah. option or not. So then, uh, so yeah, basically a year has been, I know what the planner is, this is what I'm going to create, but wanted to do it for years yeah. and years before that. Yeah. So you're now on Kickstarter. Yes. How have you found the Kickstarter journey? That is a question. <laughs> <laughs> it has blown my mind, if I'm honest. Yeah. Like I've I've spoken to someone that has like run their own crowdfunding company who's given me some really valuable insights before I did it. Okay, that's useful. Um, and I've spoken to people that have run their own campaigns. Um, so I kind of felt quite equipped before I started of how it was gonna like knock me for six. So I was like, okay, brace yourself. Um, but then when I actually did like the launch project button. Like, it was like the nausea, the anxiety, with the excitement. It's just like, yeah, it's such a a, a head game. I'm trying not to swear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know it's, where it's going. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. But it's um, because you get like such gorgeous feedback from people that it really speaks to. That just kind of makes your heart just so full because you're just like, this is exactly what I'm trying to achieve, and people are getting it. Yeah, and that makes your three days worth it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then you get the, the flip side of that is the kind of the crickets and mm. the kind of like, okay, now I need to get into press, and you're kind of like reaching out to press and then kind of having the opportunity for like like major coverage, which I had last week, um, and then because I didn't have a sample, because the prototypes are like $500 yeah. each, um, and not having the budget to be able to... Send yeah, hundred over or, exactly, yeah. and it's like that opportunity's gone. It's like oh, so it's just such a roller coaster. But like, I love it. It's yes. just the craziest. So wave for those that don't know Kickstarter, because I have lots of different people. It yeah. is where everyone can pledge a certain amount of money. Yes, and if you are successful and you hit your target, yeah. then they get what they pledged for. Correct. And if they don't get funded if you don't get the whole way then they yeah. don't pay anything correct yeah so the money's only taken after the campaign yeah. ended so it's just um, a way of uh, supporting yeah. kind of startup businesses yeah exactly yeah. crowdfunding yeah yeah so yeah, crazy you need people <laughs> so we're gonna I try people. Yeah, yeah we're gonna try and uh, get this podcast edited as quickly as possible to try and get it in earlier because we normally go at the end of the month but i know that the end date's the 31st the 31st of august so we'll yeah. try and yeah, everyone that's interested to uh, yes, put please. a pledge in. <laughs> One in perfect 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you find time with setting up the planner, doing the freelance work, to do any design work for yourself? Or have you managed to make your design work for work fit in with what you like? Um, I guess that's what helps with when you're kind of doing like a personal brand. So there's like the Kerry Lines Co. Design Studio and all the kind of marketing 
materials that go with that. And then also the Imperfect Life is a kind of blog that I started and all the marketing materials that goes with that. That's like a, a reflection of me. Yeah. So I get to pour myself into that. Um, obviously the client work, not so much. It's a bit more obviously directed by get their the own brief. brand and their um, kind of tone and things like that. So um, it is nice to be able to have that balance of, okay, this is when I'm in like client mode and I get to kind of like tick those boxes, but I also get the opportunity to kind of mm. reflect a bit more of my own kind of design kind of, and that obviously just changes as well over the years, but yeah, that I get that. Yeah, I was slice. doing a bit of uh, Instagram stalking. And right. you seem to have like a filter per year. <laughs> That's about right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you've got a lot of black and white, which I love. Yeah. Um, but it was really interesting to kind of scroll back and you can see how you've kind of developed and how you're yeah, quite I love Instagram more for that as well. colourful now. Yeah. And then like last year was all black and white and then the year before that was a little bit more kind of hazy, dreamy. Yeah. That, I um, think that was my, I can't remember the filter, but yeah. Yeah. Whatever filter it was, phase. But yeah, it was the, the, I actually did a post when I kind of started this Imperfect Life blog that was like, this is a moment, you might start unfollowing me at this point, which is totally fine, because <laughs> people are used to seeing kind of like greeting cards and gift wrap and all this kind of like stationary gift wear led yeah. imagery. I was like, but now I'm going to like hit it up with the posts of like, Monday morning, positive, yeah, come on, <laughs> exactly. So I knew it was going to turn some people off. Yeah. So that was why the aesthetic kind of, it was like a conscious decision to kind of change it up. Yeah. Well. So you're going to so, get more colour into the studio? Um, maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe, yeah, no, 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 I do like I do like the kind of um. It leaves my brain to be colourful then, if you know what I mean. If yeah. Something else around is. So yeah, is obviously you've built this studio and it is beautiful. Is this your dream space, or what would make your dream space? Um. I am is a dream space sounds a bit kind of conceited because I know that I'm put it together. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But um. I love it. Like I, I feel at home here. Like I know, as soon as I kind of turn the key in the morning, it's like I'm getting down to business. If you know what I mean, it's a, it's a good space for kind of productivity because my apartment is a complete mess. <laughs> this is like my kind of respite. Yeah. So for that, like it's a dream space. But yeah, in terms of like I don't know, a New York loft somewhere would be fabulous. Oh, okay. So city. But, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. City. Everyone city. else I've spoken to wants coast. Oh really? So, yeah. Oh no, I'm a city girl for sure. Bully city. Yeah. <laughs> What does creativity mean to you? Creativity, what does creativity mean to me? Um, I guess it's just, it's just what's expressing what's inside you, isn't it? It doesn't necessarily need to be in design or in illustration or whatever. It can be anything like hairstyling, clothing, photography. Like it's just, it's just an ex- being able to allow yourself to have an expression of mm. either how you're feeling or what you want to say, Yeah, I guess. I've never been asked that question before, so that was a good <laughs> on-the-fly response. <laughs> like it. Um, what would be your top five tips for creatives? My top five tips, I should have done some homework on this kind of question. Um, Just from the heart, like... My top five tips for creatives are don't ever not be creative for one, like don't slip into the trap of just doing stuff to earn money type of thing. Like if creative is mm. in your blood, you need to be creating something, even if it's just painting nails in like crazy designs or whatever, like you just need that outlet. Mm. Um, and if you don't have that outlet, you're kind of- Things go just, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, your light just goes out. Like you yeah. just need to 
you need to stay kind of true to that. Um, I guess as well, it's trying to put creativity into your working life because you spend so much of your life working to not, if you're a creative person and that's not part of your kind of everyday life, yeah, that's gonna, I think you're gonna suffer as well there. Like, it doesn't need to be that you are a designer or a creator, but like, like you're coming up with creative solutions for things, or yeah. you're getting to basically like churn the cogs mm. in the brain, so you're not just literally data entry or something. Yeah, unless you come up with a really creative data entry solution <laughs> that involves like toes or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, three. Oh, crikey. Um, this is this is this is a lot of numbers. Just from the heart, what what has helped you be creative, or have you met people that you kind of go, oh, I wish you'd have that. Yeah, I guess number three would be making time for fun. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of, it can be really easy to get lost in your um, your own mind as a creative person, and you just need to give yourself time to switch off and be like a kid again really as well and kind of mm. you know just things like being outside in the air running dancing whatever just like not kind of thinking too much yeah I think that the the kid thing is really important actually yeah. to to creativity I think you kind of have to almost keep that childlike state or at least know how to tap into it yeah yeah no exactly not that your work will ever look like that but it's just about seeing the world fresh. Yeah. And not being too jealous. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you just took the word around Um Yeah, no, I agree with that totally. Uh, number four. Um, what's helped me as a creative person? Crikey. It's going to be a lot of editing in this bit. That's fun. <laughs> You'll sound really edited. You'd be like, yeah, four's this. Four, five's this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's helped me as a creative person? I guess what's helped me... That's doors and making all the thing, hang on. Okay, I'll keep going for a minute. Right. So, yeah, we'll be slow. Um, so, number four... There we go. <laughs> <laughs> number four would be... Um, not being too hard on yourself. I think because in my early career, when I was kind of seeking this satisfaction the whole time I was really kind of beating myself up about that I needed to kind of achieve certain things and it didn't actually get me anywhere Mm. but then when I kind of like picked up my design career again over in Dublin and I was less less kind of hell-bent on promotions and getting my salary up like it actually just came naturally Mm. and it was kind of just offered to me because I was just obviously so much more relaxed in my approach and it kind of obviously reflected in my work. Yeah, and then the clients um, liked it. And exactly. They kept going back. Yeah. Exactly. So um, yeah, not being too hard on yourself. That is le- a really good one. Yeah, I guess number five could be it's in a real kind of specific niche of um, kind of creating products. Okay. In terms of um, when I started out my kind of stationery line, um, the kind of trade show market was really really kind of good, not just for getting kind of retail stockists but also for instantly becoming part of this like amazing community that exists yes. so 
um, even though I haven't done a show for a couple of years with kind of having my daughter, but like I'm still like really good virtual friends with literally everyone that I've kind of met on the circuit, yeah. and it's just such a kind of supportive community. So I guess on, maybe on a top level, then it's more about immersing yourself in the community, yeah, and making contacts, and not not making contacts for the sake of trying to get something from them, but just to build like a support network. So it's like needing advice, needing, um, you know, someone might know a good supplier of whatever. Yeah. Or any, any kind of like even business-led questions. Because it is, it's really sleazy when people come up and you know that it's just for one yeah. purpose. Yeah, they just want to take. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. want to take it, they don't want to give. And I think yeah. it, it is right to have the right community around you and the people that can support you, but in the ways that you might not necessarily expect. Like, yeah. yeah, just someone to have a cup of tea with that understands what it's like mm-hmm. to have a deadline or yeah. to kind of live within the same parameters because it is slightly different than what the majority of people do as their day, day job mm-hmm. so I yeah. think you need to know at least a few people whether that's online or whether that's yeah, yeah, in exactly. the flesh yeah I think in the flesh helps as well just yeah. because everything's so digital if there are any opportunities for kind of meetups and things like that that's yeah I'd recommend that as well for sure have you got any books that you would recommend Books that I would recommend. Doesn't necessarily um, have to be on design. Just no, actually, there's a book right here um, that's called Start by Jana Cuff. Okay. That is a phenomenal book. Like that is like that just totally exploded my brain. Love it. It's a real. Um, it just really simplifies down the kind of procrastination and the excuses that you kind of give yourself for not going for something, mm. and it just makes you just start. And then once you've started, then you're just thinking about the next step. And then when you've done the next step, you think it's not trying to like, like map out this whole kind of like journey from yeah. start to finish. It's like literally just start and that's... Just figure out that tiny little inch. Yeah, exactly. Inch by inch. Ah, so that's a good one. Definitely sure. check that one out. I've just finished reading uh, The Entrepreneur Revolution. I can't remember oh, okay. the author, but that's definitely one that's a good worth, one. Uh, worth reading. That was recommended to me. Um, what inspires you? What inspires me? Um, it sounds so like woo woo and wishy washy, <laughs> and I don't think I would have said this like a year or so ago. Maybe it's just motherhood, but like genuinely feeling like I'm helping people really inspi- inspires me. Mm. Um, so I kind of when I was doing the cards and doing the gift wrap and all that kind of thing, like it was all great because it was getting me to put my stamp on my own creations, and that's obviously a good little ego boost when people want to buy that. But um, it's only when I've started to actually like write the blog and actually give value to people, then they've gone, oh my God, I just need to hear that today. The me too. It's just like, oh. And then it just inspires okay, what else can I write? And it just kind of yeah. really spurs me on. So it's cheesy as hell, but that's what it is. No, <laughs> I completely get it because that's kind of the big reason and motivation for starting a podcast was oh, really? exactly that. And yeah. it's taken me a long time to accept being vulnerable. Sure. And I kind of always wanted to project kind of like in charge and control where yeah. behind the scenes it was crumbling. Yeah. And I think that having that kind of vulnerable and putting it out there that you do get lonely about being creative and course, yeah. you do have struggles and it, it isn't the easiest path to, to follow. No, no. Um, that as soon as you start kind of putting out there, the amount of people that come back and go, oh yeah, I've had that or I've done yeah. that and this is how I you got through it. just validates it, it all Yeah, completely. definitely. Yeah. And it means you, you're not alone. Yeah. And I think everyone needs a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your dreams for the future? So we're going to imagine that the Kickstarter goes phenomenally well, and you get it. 
Um, What's the plan? The plan is, um, well, I think next year, regardless of how the campaign goes, um, I want to be working on an online course for The Imperfect Life. So that is, um, it's still very conceptual at the moment. So I kind of have an outline of what I think I know, what I want to create with it. I know what I want to do with it, and that's kind of equipping predominantly younger people in the kind of, in the 20, kind of 30 area, mm. but not restricted to that at all. But just, um, just kind of like basic kind of life skills on how to like get your mindset in the right place for just having a, a kind of content, minimal pressure, yeah, focused life really. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure. I think I guess because I'm trying to um, build up my personal brand for Kerry Lyons, it's not really want to kind of restrict myself too much. Yeah. So like the imperfect life is what I want to be working on at the moment because it's like a passion of mine and I really feel strongly about it. But um, I wouldn't commit to saying that that's going to be my life till the end of time. Yeah, type of thing. So um, always creative though, whatever I'm going to be doing. Yeah, for sure. So that's, good. that's my future. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been your constant inspiration? Michael Jackson. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, obsessed with Michael Jackson I have a Michael Jackson tattoo on my foot wow yeah he's like I was just trying to think like what who has actually kind of been there for the whole duration and it's him yeah yeah why why he well one I think is he's obviously iconic that yeah goes that saying but his um, just kind of commitment relentless commitment to like put out his kind of music and his message and all that with the adversity that he kind of mm. was thrown like in it, like at him I was just like obviously didn't notice that as a kid I was just like his music's awesome yeah but obviously as I was getting into my teens I was like oh my god I have to defend Michael Jackson at every opportunity yeah um, yeah I just like love his music respect him endlessly think he's a creative genius love and, it yeah didn't legend. expect that one did you know I, just, <laughs> I mean I could say obviously things like my yeah. daughter my husband like they're all obviously massive inspirations to me but they were obviously but MJ's been relatively short beginning. term when I think of like you know, 1980. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Love it. <laughs> you mentioned earlier about the illustration side. Yeah. Um, do you like that mixture of hand techniques with digital or are you completely digital? How? Um, so, yeah, I do, I do like to combine kind of hand rendered illustration with kind of digital tools, and I always have done actually, um, because I think. As much as the whole like um, kind of like stylus pen and that approach, there's some like amazing effects that you can do nowadays. But I can still spot from a mile off when something's been created digitally or it's kind of hand created. Yeah. And I mean, even like with the planner, though, with the kind of like writing things down by hand, it's such a kind of I think there's like a renaissance or something about it that yeah. it's like people are just craving that bit of that that tactile nature of. It's just going back to analog, really. I think exactly. Like yeah. the reason why record sales have gone up, I think that. Digital's wonderful, but it's not like, replacing it. And it's not replacing it, and it, yeah. you need to feel it. And for me, it always helped me in lectures to write as I was. Mm-hmm. It just helps it go into my brain, and yeah, if I just same. listen to things, they don't go in the same way. And I think that with writing, I can't. I've tried to do digital diaries, and they're okay for a bit to move appointments around, but yeah. you can't plan your life 
that way. Yeah. And I think just as that kind of therapeutic and artistic way mm-hmm. of just writing. I like handwriting. Yeah, handwriting and, and drawing and sketching yeah. and just yeah, having a, a pen and a bit of paper nearby. Yeah. I, yeah. It would be a very sad world if that disappeared. Yes. I concur. <laughs> Wholly. Wholeheartedly. So I was gonna say what's your favourite medium? So if you're doing hand rendering, is it inks, watercolours, charcoal? Um, pencils? It tends to just be kind of pencils and pens to be honest. Yeah. Um I did I probably would like to try and pick up the painting side of things again at some point when my life's a bit less bonkers. Maybe when my daughter's in the kind of painting realm, I'll be like, okay, this is mommy's drawing. Yeah. You do, that's your drawing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, because I do, I did enjoy painting as a, as a kind of hobby and kind of sketching as well. But um, yeah, it's more for just functional for things with the business at the moment. That's the only reason, that's the only way my output is, yeah, in that sense, it's not kind of on a hobby basis at the moment. So... This one is it's kind of more of a visioning tool, mm-hmm. but what would be your perfect creative day if time, travel wasn't an issue, money wasn't an issue, you can wake up wherever you want in the world, you can go somewhere else for breakfast, you can go somewhere else, what would it sew together as? Um, it would be an early start. Okay. Mornings are my thing. Are your thing? Like yeah. how early? Um, well, I tend to get up at about five at the moment. That's early. But that is <laughs> that is parenting induced. Yeah. Of having to just have need that tiny bit of time before it just goes like chaos. Um but say leaving the house at about half six maybe. Yeah. To get into the studio. I'm totally fine with this place, it doesn't need to be somewhere hot because I get like mad prickly heat anyway. Um so yeah, just coming to the studio, just not having emails. Yeah. Just not having my there. phone go off and just kind of having a kind of pre written down kind of schedule for the day of what I want to achieve and it all happens and it all happens in the time slots that I've given them and then I just get to go home when I want to go home and there's no like pressure of deadlines or distractions it's just that is the dream isn't it the dream it is the dream of like <laughs> oh if I do all these five things can I go home now <laughs> yeah exactly and you have a nice little light snack and you know maybe yeah. see some outside like air and oxygen yeah so yeah that's that's the dream sounds good Taking it I don't ask for much, do I? No. <laughs> so this one is, if you could change anything about your past, would you? Because obviously you said about the quarter life crisis and it all mm-hmm. seemed to change, but then that's created something really positive and put yeah. you on the right place now. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I'm only kind of 36 at the moment, um, so I think if I'd have had something that I'd really want to change at this point, that's pretty that's bad times. I think I've got like, I want as in like, I don't, I feel like a kid still really, like I don't feel like I've done enough to regret enough, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so no, like, you know, those have been like tough times, but they've like, like you say, they're all formative into who I am now. So there's no, I wouldn't kind of wish that they were erased or anything like that. No. So you wouldn't do like the eternal sunshine. No, 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 definitely not. No, I like, I like the bruises and the scars for sure. So what were you like when you were a kid? So you seem to get very focused around 14, but yeah. were you like that when you were really little? Or? Um, when I was really little, I was hyper. I was, um, like, everything was a performance. Everyone had to sit down and watch me do, like, Bananarama reenactment <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, so I, there was always that kind of needed to be kind of, like, validated or 
kind of um, getting people's approval. That's mm. always been innate, I think, through the whole... But that's probably everyone has that, do they? Mm. Um, but no, yeah, I think I was always... Um, I was always pretty studious, I think, and always enjoyed kind of school and education and that. But that was a case of because you get the gold star or the smiley face... I knew what I needed to do to get that. Yeah. So that's what I was constantly seeking. Do you so. think that's what contributed to your quarter-life crisis? Oh, because yeah. once those gold stars mm-hmm. dried up... Yeah. I, I found a certificate last week where I got awarded for being brave when I cut my knee. <laughs> that is <laughs> and really, I was like, really good. Mm, well done. <laughs> this might be why I have issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're just like... I've cut my knee four times since and I've had no certificates in the last 20 years. But I think that there is an element to that. I think that yeah, when you've yeah. only kind of worked for approval mm-hmm. and the real world doesn't give you that, you've got to find it your own way. Yeah. It's that's how do lesson, you yeah. kind of navigate it. And mm. I think that's why so many people are falling into the same trap. Yeah. And I think that's why it happens at that certain age as well. But I think coupled with social media and the pressures of that and Mm -hmm. expectations versus reality yeah i think there's just a massive void that's appearing and just people are just falling straight into it and i don't know how we get people to navigate that before because i know that you're very much geared to help the people that are going through it yeah but it's kind of how do we avoid it yeah i i also think it's kind of like a rite of passage though Mm. i think you kind of need to have that um it's almost like that awakening that this is adulthood now. Like, yeah. this is, like, big girl pants time. And I don't think... If you don't have that, it's going to come at some point. Yeah. You might get your midlife crisis or something instead where it's, like... Now it's, like, I need to face what I've done with my life or what I'm doing with my life. Um, but I guess what I'm just trying to do is... Because I... In my kind of crisis, I went to kind of, like, full-on depression and had mm-hmm. kind of therapy and stuff to, to help me out of it... I wanted to try and create that space where people aren't having to go as far as depression. Yeah. That they're kind of seeing things aren't feeling quite right. I'm like this stopgap before they have to get to the psychotherapists and the psychologists to kind of go, now sort me out, I'm in a complete mess. Yeah. And I so, think that there's an element of people tend to wait too long yeah. before they seek any kind of help. Mm-hmm. And it, it can, with, some, with tools like that, it, it can be avoided. Yeah. Um, you just need to kind of look for the options but I suppose if you don't know the options are there then yeah it's how but yeah I think that everyone has to go through that process of working through why they're in that mindset Mm. because if if they I mean obviously some people escape it like they never um, they never kind of have any issues through oh maybe they're just waiting for it to happen I don't know Um, but I think the majority of people um well, even if they don't go as far as like being really dark and deep about it, mm. they still need to kind of work through that space of, okay, so what is life? Yeah. What am I, what am I doing with my life? Why am I here? Exactly. Well, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it has to be a question, isn't it? When you've gone from being told what to do your whole life as yeah. like a kid and a teen to then now being an adult and unleashed on the world. Yes. It's like a massive like wallop in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you need a yeah. kind of guide. <laughs> yeah, well, it should, it'd just be handy to have one, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, where's the manual? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've invented it. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, it might not. Re- yeah, we'll see. It will. It will. It will. Positive answer. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that that's all the questions. Um, Wonderful. 
Yeah, so thank you very much. I thank you for having me. Yeah, it's very exciting being on the podcast. I feel very grown up. <laughs> big girl pants time. Yeah, big girl pants, yeah. <laughs> I think you can tell that I thoroughly enjoyed this episode of Keeping Curious. You will have noticed that we had to release it earlier than usual, as we need your help. If you've been inspired by Kerry's story and would like to be part of her creative project, please check out her Kickstarter campaign by following the link in the show notes. Even if planners aren't your thing, I bet you know someone in your life that would love it. So please take the time to share it with your family and friends and be part of something amazing. The deadline's 31st of August, so time is of the essence. I'm sure you can tell that I absolutely love it, and after seeing the prototype, I'm desperate to get one of my own, so please do check it out. In the show notes, I'll also put links to Kerry's personal stationery and website, and I'd personally recommend checking out her Instagram page for some daily inspiration. And while we're sharing the love, I just want to thank you all so much for sharing this journey with me so far. And if you've found value in this episode or any of the others, if you can please share it or maybe even review it on iTunes, it will really help me get the Keeping Curious message out there in the world. And that's it for another week. So a big thank you to Kerry for spilling all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, take care and keep curious.